When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bill Burr, Darius Rucker, The Comedy Store, A New Dog, Vegas, The Super Bowl, and Gonorrhea. All this and more on a brand new About Last Night podcast. Let's do it! Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. back to the show adam ray here about last night podcast is where you are if you haven't been to the show before welcome uh hit the subscribe button right here for all your episodes clips and goodies of course uh subscribe to my regular youtube channel adam ray comedy where you can get uh stand-up clips best ofs from my weekends on the road and of course the dr phil live shows that happen every month at the comedy store uh, here in los angeles we just had bill burr on for his second appearance oh my god the fact that he wanted to come back on was wild do you know what I'm saying? Burr and Chappelle are my favorite comics. I love me some Gaffigan, some David Cross, some Patton Oswalt, Greg Giraldo, R.I.P. But uh, Dave and Bill are just at a different level. And the fact that Bill wanted to come and jam again uh, on Dr. Phil Live was wild. And it was so fun. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Currently editing it right now. Thanks to everybody that came out to the show on Tuesday. Banana City. Crowd was wild. Burr was just dialed in it's really cool to see guys that you respect so much that are so uh successful in one avenue many now right directed old dads a voice in that animated film with sandler leo on netflix tv obviously stand-up podcast but to come into a environment like that dr phil shows real silly you got to be down to play and be silly and that's what i love about it so to see people like that really embrace it Extra cool. Uh, if you haven't seen the Nikki Glaser, Whitney Cummings episode, that is out on YouTube currently. This uh, Bill Burr uh, return episode will drop February 16th, Friday, on my YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed. Of course, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Adam Ray Comedy. Tour dates, adamraycomedy.com. Got a bunch coming up. Uh, holy hell. Uh, Houston this weekend. Riot Comedy Club, February 16th and 17th. In Houston, Texas, two shows Friday, three Saturday. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. We are almost sold out. Come out, Houston, February 16th and 17th, Riot Comedy Club. And then I'll be going to Dallas, February 24th. I'm sorry, February 23rd and 24th at Hyenas Comedy Club in Dallas, Texas. Come out and see your boy there. And then uh, March, we move to March. I'm going on the road with Burt Kreischer, March 14th through the 17th. Bunch of dates, Burt, Burt, Burt for those dates. And then the end of March, I'll be at a new comedy club in Eugene, Oregon called Olsen Run Comedy Club. Brand new club by my buddy Joe King. Excuse me. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Eugene, Oregon, March 28th through the 30th. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Uh, April's got Detroit, Royal Oak, Comedy Castle, April 4th through the 6th. 
and Denver, April 18th through the 20th, Downtown Comedy Works. And then tons more coming up. Chicago, uh, Portland, Boston, uh, Pittsburgh. Cannot wait. All at AdamRayComedy.com. And we are putting together some Dr. Phil live shows to take on the road, so stay tuned on that. And some special guests will be announced soon for the Comedy Store LA Dr. Phil live shows, which, of course, are once a month. Coming up, we've got March 5th, April 2nd, and May 6th. Get your tickets at ComedyStore.com. Wow. When I talk too fast, I start to develop a twang. Who said that? Jeff Foxworthy. You might be a redneck. That was one of my first tastes of stand-up comedy, by the way. Was Sinbad, uh, Seinfeld, Eddie Murphy, and Jeff Foxworthy. Mary fuck, kill fuck. Yeah, Foxworthy. I thought that was so funny. Still is funny. You don't see the catchphrase comic anymore, though, right? Get her done. You might be a redneck. What's the deal? Isn't really a catchphrase from Seinfeld, but man, can you imagine coming up with you might be a redneck and just being like, fuck, dude, I'm about to buy 16 hot tubs because <laughs> I'm loaded. And you can really add that to anything. You know, if you've ever put your cereal on the microwave, you might be a redneck. If you've eaten soup with a fork because your spoon was used to find a quarter in the couch, you might be a redneck. Some of it, though, he should just start doing it, but have it be like very relatable across the board type stuff. You know, if you've ever changed the channel on a TV, you might be a redneck. If you've ever put a second condom on because the first one broke because your dick was too big and black, you might be a redneck. If you've ever, if you've ever, if you, <laughs> if you've ever had sex with someone on their period, but didn't know until it was too late and still keep in touch with her on Facebook, turns out she's catfishing you and actually stalking you from Google Earth. And she sent you a gift on your birthday just to one-up you, even though you were the one that suggested period sex, not knowing, unbeknownst to you, that she was actually bleeding. And then found out she's got a second family in Des Moines, Iowa, of which the kids are video game losers and the dad is a pilot for Spirit Airlines. You might be a redneck. Man, that took a lot out of me. Anyway, shout out to Bill Burr coming back for a second run at Dr. Phil Live. That night was crazy. If you haven't seen on my Instagram, I posted some pictures of me and Dave Chappelle. That's right. Me, just as Dr. Phil, talking to Dave Chappelle, the goat. I went upstairs because there was a secret show. I go up there. My makeup, my makeup gal is like, I got to go to bed. I was like, I think it's Chappelle. I need to go up and watch this. How often you get to be in a city where Chappelle pops in, post-Grammy, post-special, to work out. And to he's just so fucking funny, man. There's no way around it. I could watch him read the phone book. You know what I'm saying? But he's so funny. Even when he got heavy and introspective, always comes back to a joke. And that's brilliant. Jeff Ross opened the show. And I'm sitting there. Uh, if you haven't been to the belly room of the comedy store, it's where they do roast battle every Tuesday. Shout out to Brian Moses. And uh, who runs Roast Battle. Go check that out every Tuesday, I believe, at 1130 in the belly room of the comedy store. And there's a little panel for the comics, the judges, to sit. So I'm sitting there. The lights, you can see. I'm in full process. You can see that there's a, a guy that is Phil. And Jeff Ross starts talking to me. You know, Jeff, uh, he goes, hey, you know, Dr. Phil, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's uh, 
just dealing with a lot of Orthodox Jews in my neighborhood. And everyone kind of laughs. Jeff goes, oh, I didn't realize you had, had such a hard stance on the members of the tribe. And I go, well, follow me on Facebook, baby. And then uh, he's like, this is great. I love this. Thanks for coming out. I'm like, well, laughter is the best medicine, Jeff. Unless you have leukemia, then it's probably chemo. And then Jeff brought me up, and we bantered for about 25 minutes, Phil and, and Jeff Ross, and had a blast, man. Jeff is so quick. And he set me up, and I zinged him, and he zanged me, and it was awesome. The crowd, we got a lot of good pops. And then he goes, do you want to bring up our special guest? I mean, Chappelle is the the guy that I that really got me into stand-up. Listening to early Dan Cook albums, yeah, that was cool. But Dave, man, Dave was like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Chappelle show blew my mind. I was such a big sketch comedy fan growing up. And Chappelle show was so mind-blowing. My buddy Jake Siegel and I, every Tuesday, 10.30, Comedy Central in college, sophomore year, 2003, we would uh, sit down and, and watch Chappelle show. Wouldn't miss an episode. It was, it was cool to have scheduled TV like that and make a point to go, we're going to watch it and get excited for the week for a new episode. God, that was so fucking fun, man. And, and the sketches were so good. And so... You know, to, to see Dave then, to go see him live in Vegas when Chappelle show was at its height, to see him at the comedy store, to then get to a point to where I'm at after parties and smoking blunts with him. And then, you know, my boy Jaleel White and I went out to Yellow Springs during COVID when he did the outdoor shows at that pavilion and got to hang there for about four or five days and, and actually talk to him as a person for a bit. And when I got the Vince, McGra uh, Vince McMahon role on Young Rock, I was in Yellow Springs, and Dave gave me a big hug when he found out I got it and was so happy for me. And he's just the best, man. And, and really, I, I can't explain how lucky I feel to be alive during the time to watch somebody that funny and to be in a world where I can have opportunities to be around him. And I, uh, so I bring up Dave, and I go, this next guy, you, you know... It's a special night here at the Comedy Store. He's got specials galore. You know him from shows, movies, okay? He's done everything that you've loved, and he's the only one, aside from myself, that knows what Oprah's pussy smells like. Please give it up for Dave Chappelle. And they just ripped for, for 90 minutes plus, dude. I mean, so good. So funny. Always, he's, just a, he's a showman. His voice is, is performing, and then when he talks, it's just like he's got – he checks every box of, of, of a – perfect entertainer and I felt so lucky to be able to be there to watch it and they he talked to me a little bit you know uh during the show which was cool and Jeff Ross shouted me out to him and and I got to go back to the uh, back bar at the comedy store and uh say what up and gave me uh you know we dabbed up and then he was like yeah come out to my comedy club in Ohio man open a club that's where I've been man and I was like do you remember I was out there and that's when I got the Vince McMahon he's like yeah I do you look different <laughs> so nice so funny. Really inspiring. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's rare to be inspired. Doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen all the time, man. You know, and whenever you can get it and take a sip out of some sort of inspiration beverage, inspiration soda, whatever you're sipping on to, to get you going and give you another, a little boost, man. We all need it. Not just in the entertainment business, which is filled with ups and downs, trials and tribulations. Life. Everyone needs a, something just to get them pumped, to, something to look forward to, and something to carry you through the week. Truly. I, the more I uh, just add stuff to my plate or, you know, take on challenges or just get overwhelmed, I go, oh, man, I, it's nice to have something to look forward to. 
that really that 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 does a lot for me. And um, yeah, it's, we stayed up late. Didn't go to bed till about four in the morning. Had an early day the next day, but worth it, dude. My wife's right next to me. Sharing that with her was awesome. She loves Dave. Had never really seen him like that. And he was dialed in, man. You know, he smokes, he drinks. Uh, sometimes uh, it's, you know, moderate. Sometimes it's a little more. He's always dialed in, but, man, he was real funny this night. I asked Jeff Ross, too. I go, you've been with Dave a lot, and they did some shows the night before, and and he's just been on the road with him. I go, that was a good night, right, for Dave? He goes, oh, he was, he was dialed in. I go, awesome. So shout-out to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Those pictures I'm going to frame. Uh, shout-out to uh, Matthew Baton. Um, at Candyman on Instagram, who takes all of Dave's special pictures, tour pictures, legendary photographer, and he captured a couple of me and Dave chatting in the back bar, and I'll so special, dude, so special. And I thought about sticking around. It's one of those things. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I thought about sticking around in the back bar because Dave was there for another couple hours with some uh, members of the uh, Comedy Store staff. My instincts were like, get out. I I don't even with Burr, it's like. We've got to be comfy and chums and, and buds more or less, right? And and professionally there's a respect and a and and a and a and a likeness to jam and and but it's not like we're getting coffee or going golfing. Like something to be said about keeping not don't meet your heroes, but something to be said about I like that Dave and Bill are still that I'm still a fan. I'm like, you know, it's cool to to be uh in the same circles and, and to have to be able to, to go up and say what up. But um, yeah, I don't know. The next morning I was like, fuck, I should have stayed. And I could have just chatted with Dave for two hours. But I don't know, man. Got to say what's up. and Get out of there. Don't overstay your welcome, you know. Anyway, incredible night. Nights at the Comedy Store, man. We got a lot of great rooms in Los Angeles. But the store just, whew, man, shit. There's just, having three rooms helps a lot. So I don't know if the Laugh Factory and Improv can build out second, third rooms. Improv has the lab. Which is uh which is a fun fun time. But uh the three rooms, the hang, the energy of the store too, man. It's just God, you just can't describe it. It's why I do Dr. Phil Live there. We've talked about moving it to bigger venues. The store, I love that the staff looks forward to it. I feel safe, I feel comfy there. Everyone's pumped about it. Everyone's working towards uh, everyone's t- being taken care of. It looks good on camera. Uh, and it's you know 300 packed in, and that's a good intimate vibe. I love the intimacy of that. I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't like too much separation between crowd and uh, and comic. Um, speaking of great shows, I was in Seattle last weekend, um, two weekends ago. I'm sorry, doing a, a little run in Chehalis, Washington, at a theater called McFiler's. Chehalis is about two hours south of Seattle, and uh, and there's people there. And they drink, and they eat, and they breathe, and they fart, and they shit. And they laugh, and they came out to the show and packed it out, and we had a blast, man. Footage from that show coming very soon. Wow. Wild show. Kid fell asleep in the second row, and I was getting ready to close out, end up doing another 30 minutes. I did about 90 minutes because this guy was, he woke up, and he felt so bad because he was such a big fan. He's like, I slept through most of the show, man. I'm fucking tired. Brought him up on stage, took a shot with him. He had a shirt with his face on it. He looked like Stavros. Meets Jason Momoa if he let himself go. And this kid was real sweet. Shout out. What was his name? Ian? Todd? Paul? Fuck. Either way, great show. Then drove up to Renton, Washington, uh, not too far from where the Seahawks practice facility is, and did a show at a place called the Carco Theater where they do music, comedy, plays. Awesome. Awesome show. 
Shout out to Gabe and Monica Nevy. Uh, Monica's a great comedian. Go follow her. Check her out. She's got specials out there. And uh, they put on a, a couple good shows. We packed them out. Both sold out. Both great crowds. Got about five or six cameras on the uh, Renton show. And so we'll have some good stuff from that to put out. But, man, hometown shows are always cool. Doesn't matter how you slice it. Cliff Abel from the Seahawks came out. John Schneider, the Seahawks GM, came out. A couple other uh, Seattle uh, radio hosts came out. Bob Stelton. Um, my eighth grade math teacher brought 10 family members and friends. Certain teachers just cut through being a teacher, and they're a person. And she was one of those few teachers that didn't discourage my goofy, silly bullshit, but was like, there's a time and a place. But she was also like, you're funny. Like, I'm not going to tell you you're not funny. And that was enough. I needed just a little like, all right, I'm not being a total piece of shit, am I? And also making an adult laugh. It was fucking, it was the eighth grade. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I'm just trying to, I wasn't trying to be distracting, but <laughs> when an opportunity for a joke was there, had to take it. Eighth grade, man. What a fucking... My nieces are now freshmen in high school, which is wild. So got to see them a bunch. One of them's now running the score uh, scoreboard for my... Uh, what was that? I was that. The fucking scoreboard. And there's an electronic one and then the fucking one where you pick up the uh, piece of laminated paper and you flip it over. I saw dads yell at her for getting the score wrong. Almost got into a fight. This guy was like, hey, it was you didn't mark it. It's 28-20. I want to be like, dude, all these kids are terrible except for my nephew and another kid on the other team who has a fro and he's eight. Chill the fuck out. My nephew, by the way, super athletic. This is the kid I've talked about on stage, like and subscribe, who hit 19 people in the wiener at my wedding. He is a gifted athlete. Holy shit. I almost feel like I should fly up every game so he can get a scholarship because he turned it up a notch. My sister goes... He did not play this well last week. He was shooting on the wrong hoop. Didn't care. Football's a sport. He had 12 points, 6 assists, and 7 steals. And yeah, I kept track. And he was shooting like he was just, he was aggressive. You just want to be aggressive at that age. A lot of the kids were throwing the ball all over, dribbling, double dribbling, traveling. One kid looked like he was sick. And not sick like, oh, he had a crossover and will be on an N1 mixtape. No, he looked like he had a condition. And uh, I don't know what it, what condition his condition was in, but he looked like he was he looked like he was powder meets a Scooby-Doo villain. He was pale. His hair was off to the side. He looked like a men in black alien. And this kid kept dribbling and then stopping, dribbling, picking the ball up. And at one point, the ref just like scooted him and goes, you got to dribble. And then he would throw the ball up over his head, and it would always get picked off. I think four possessions in a row. He just threw the ball up in the air, Hail Mary style, and it would always get intercepted, and he still had the balls to go, oh, come on. Like, he couldn't believe that didn't work out. Like, somebody catch that. It's a good pass. There's a brilliance in that. So funny. Looking to budget your food expenses this February? Hi, I'm Adam Ray, and I like to eat. We all do, because you're a human being, and it helps you live and survive and and fill up your body so you can make love to whoever you find on the street. Save big and eat great this season with America's Best Value Meal Kit. I'm talking about every plate. Their meals are cheaper than your average fast casual meal, so get rid of the takeout. Save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. So the easiest way to eat affordably. I've been messing with every plate for a hot minute now, and I'm digging it because they minimize all my trips to the grocery store. I never know what I want. I'm always meandering around the aisles like, should I get cereal? Should I get meat? 
And this way, you can have meals ready in six simple steps, okay? Every plate is quick and easy. They got recipes, cleanup options, and options that can get you food in 30 minutes or less, which helps everyone because we're all trying to time is money, baby. They plan the meals and deliver them pre-portioned with the ingredients right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time on you because you matter. You can count on every plate to make meal times easier without compromising on quality, okay? Every plate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients, including sustainably sourced seafood that meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium seafood rankings. Didn't know that that was a thing, but you know what? It sounds legit because Monterey Bay has the best aquarium, and if you want to eat the who they... Okay. So you know that your meals are going to be fresh and flavorful because they're coming from a place that's nearest to the sea. Make the sustainable choice this February. Every plate offsets 100% of their delivery emissions, and their meals have a 31% lower carbon footprint on average than supermarket meals of the same portion. Plus, nearly all the packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Now, you have better things to do than worry about what's for dinner, okay? You got to worry about what the kids are doing, uh, who, the, who they're doing, if they're vaping, what flavors of vape, you know, are they playing Halo, Fortnite, are they putting their hands in their pants, is someone else putting their hands in their pants? Every plate provides plenty of deli delicious variety with 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week. So it's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. You can also customize recipes to your liking by swapping proteins and sides or adding a protein to a veggie dish. Plus, you can add even more delicious options to your order with over 25 convenient sides, breakfast items, lunch, snacks, desserts, and more, okay? It's time for you to start getting involved with every plate. Right now, get a meal starting at just $1.49 plus a dollar stakes for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering the promo code 49about. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 stakes. Again, that's everyplate.com slash podcast and entering promo code 49about to get uh, meals for $1.49 plus dollar stakes for life. Everyplate.com slash podcast, promo code 49about. Start doing it. Feel better, live better, Eat better, every plate. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Look, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch and that Rob Lowe will always work. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense, okay? There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass those sweet, sweet savings directly onto you. That's right, you, the consumer, the customer, the person with the plan and the phone and the, the need to connect, all right? Um, the quality of Mint Mobile's wireless service is uh, is really just top-notch, okay? I mean, you're, you're saving with Mint Mobile because, you know, they're the best and they don't want to F you over. Sorry for cursing. And I think if you're like me, you hate seeing your phone bill being jacked up every month. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month. That's like two Subway sandwiches. That's like candy cigarettes if you're a kid and you want to pretend to look cool in front of your teachers. All the plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to a monthly phone. Mint Mobile, as we all know, gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family? Do you have a family? Do you have a secret family? Does that family have a family that you're trying to get all on the same plan? Well, at Mint Mobile, family start. Excuse me, I threw up in my mouth because I'm so excited. 
Families start at two lines, okay? You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. The holiday season's behind us. We're looking ahead to Valentine's Day, 4th of July, and and uh, Halloween is coming right around the corner. Go as your favorite Mint Mobile mascot. But before you do that, switch to Mint Mobile and get your first months, your first three months of premium wireless service. Wow, what a deal. No, no kidding. Your first three months of premium wireless service starting at 15 bucks a month. Guys, this is bonkers. You got to do it. I've been doing it. I, I love it. Mint Mobile. Come on. You see the commercials and you're getting you're getting all the info right now. 15 bucks a month for your wireless plan. Get the plan shipped to your door for free if you go to mintmobile.com slash ALN. Right now, mintmobile.com slash ALN to get your wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped right to your door for free. Mintmobile.com slash ALN. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ALN. But good to see my nieces and nephew. Took them to a, uh, a new, like, lobster Boston seafood place where you can get, you know, crab and... They never had lobster, and we sat down. You put all the food on the table. Get, like, a boil plate, basically, so you can get all the meats. They're just so sweet. They're such good kids. And school's tough, man. They were just telling me about high school. And whether it's the bullying or just the trying to find your place, man, it really, you know, they're not even. My sister always tells me, I, you know, because I used to say, I'm never going to love anyone more than I love my nieces and nephew. And she's like, well, when they're your kids, you will. But we'll see about that because <laughs> I love them so much. And they're I just want them to be to be happy, you know, do whatever they want. Be happy. And uh, and high school is such a tricky time, you know, and so you just feel for them. You, you're immediately taken back to that time. And I get now why parents just want you so badly, you know, the kids to do this and do that and don't do that. And they've got a good head on their shoulders as far as like knowing that like drugs and booze, whatever. And and, you know kids are vaping and fucking at their age like i asked them if they were into drama or if there's any drama in their high school meaning like plays acting classes i go any drama and one of them goes oh yeah people have sex in the bathroom i was like yeah i meant like shakespeare or any improv classes i just spit on the mic yikes all right well hey man i don't have monkeypox that we know of i don't have hpv anymore <laughs> I did that dumb joke when monkeypox came out I was like a buddy of mine said this he was like dude I'm not worried about monkeypox I've had herpes I was like have herpes is the way to pronounce that Daniel which is why we debated inviting you out tonight monkeypox came and went chickenpox I feel like has had a longer life than monkeypox monkeypox felt like the the b-side the follow-up album to covid where they were like, we want to, we're back to normal, but we want to scare people a little bit more again. Like, too many people were going back to the movies. Walmart was a little too busy. You know, the grocery stores were a little too packed with fatties. And so they were like, monkeypox. They were like, monkeypox now. And everybody was like, what? Yeah, monkeypox is coming for you. Ha, ah, you want to turn into a monkey? <laughs> but, uh, but we did it. We survived the pandemic. Isn't that fucking nuts to think about i brought that up yesterday because there was some girl i did four shows last night which was a lot and awesome four shows in a night in la is a big deal new york they'll do five six seven in a night subway all around some of the clubs near the comedy cellar i think you can do five in like an hour but uh if you do the store improv factory that's a good night 
And then I did the bourbon room, new room over on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, it's about 10, 15 away from the clubs on Sunset. So spaced it out so I could hit all four, and it was uh, great to work out a bunch of new stuff, and just every set was different and fun. Um, bourbon room was packed, sold out. Comedy store was half in the main room. Got to be real loosey-goosey. Laugh Factory was loosey-goosey. A lot of fun. Did a lot of new shit. And then Improv Lab was, uh, I was at the end, and they were a little chatty and drunk and uh, really connected, I think. And uh, there was a girl that was pretty drunk. She got asked to leave finally. I kept talking to her. She's like, I was like, what's uh, what's going on? Why are you so chatty? She's like, the service, the shitty fucking service there. I go, well, what's so bad about it? She goes, it's just they're not bringing me drinks. And then like, when they come over, they're just like, ugh. I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty good impression of them. I go, you got future reality dating show contestant vibes. Like you're gonna you're gonna be on some sort of like, you know, Love Island or, you know, fuck boat, you know. <laughs> and uh she don't like that. But then she left and the guy she was with was like left pretty quick before her and then somebody said they were on like a early date and um so that was kind of fun to see her leave. And then I said, I go, What if that was one of the girls from Two Girls One Cup? And that got a big laugh. And then I went down this rabbit hole of like, where are they? VH1, where are they now? Two girls, one cup. I go, do you think that was the girl who was like, all right, I'm going to poop? Or do you think she was like, I'll eat the poop? <sighs> Fuck that video. Somebody shot that video. Where are those girls now? We don't know. What if they're actresses milling about, making headway in Hollywood? We have no clue. Something tells me they'd have to change their name. Because if it was like Emma Stone and like fucking Rachel McGat, like we'd have no, it definitely is not. But what if they change their names and all of a sudden just, you know, identity shift and now they're, there'd be no way to know. I would like to know who wrote the music, though. The music, I remember always being, like, oddly, I was about to say beautiful. That's not the right word because nothing's beautiful about that video. <laughs> but the music was, like, there were strings and, like, synth and, like, piano. It almost sounded like the uh, Counting Crows um, colorblind song. I think, you know. I am colorblind. I am ready. I am ready. I am ready. I am one. Love me some Counting Crows. It's one of the first concerts I went to. Third Eye Blind, Counting Crows, and Sugar Ray. Mary Fuck Kill. First three concerts I ever saw. Counting Crows, they ripped it at a winery called St. Michelle Winery in Woodenville, Washington. Might see a concert this weekend in Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! Going to Vegas for the Super Bowl this week. Pumped. Can't wait. When this episode comes out, I will have been in Vegas. So thank you, Vegas. You were great crowds. I want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. A, Travis Kelsey's a homie. And B, fuck the Niners. I hate the, I hate the fucking Niners. I love San Francisco. I hate the Niners. Sam Darnold's a buddy of mine, backup quarterback for the Niners, but he's not starting. If he was starting, this would be a tougher decision. I'd, I'd want a great game and then let God decide. But Sammy's backing up. Brock Purdy's playing. <sighs> hey, Brock Purdy. Nothing purdy about this matchup. Hey, if you if you were picked last in the dra NFL draft and made it to the Super Bowl, congrats, that's a big deal. But you might be a redneck and you're going to lose. Go Chiefs. 
Go Kelsey, go Mahomes. Mahomes is turning into the new Brady. You want to talk about 80 for Brady. How about fucking, you know, horny for Mahomes, or I don't know, whatever the saying is. There's a better rhyme there. Tough to rhyme Mahomes. Mahomes with go end zone Mahomes. I don't know. But it's going to be a great game. Vegas is going to be wild. It's going to be one of those weekends where you're like, Jesus Christ. The strippers are going to have the best. Like, you can put all your kids through college after Super Bowl weekend. Because the strip clubs will be busy. The bars will be busy. The streets of Vegas are going to be lined with crazies and chaos and people that are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I got shows at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. Those will be fun. A lot of sports uh, media guys I know are going to be out there, so that'll be fun to see them and, and, and kick it. But um, And Vegas shows are always great. You always get something silly. Because it's tourists, and you get every... LA's got a little bit of that. The comedy store will have nights where you got people from all over coming to visit, and they know to go to the comedy store. But Vegas, it's never just a Vegas local crowd. It's always people from all over and all walks of life. So that'll be exciting. Uh, if you're in Vegas uh, and you came to the shows, thank you so much again. Um, oh, did you guys know that video that I talked about and posted that I did at the Hollywood Improv in November on Avery Pearson's 88 show got some traction and NPR's This American Life, which is one of the biggest shows on the planet, millions of subscribers, uh, listen to it every episode. My folks were so pumped. They did a story about me and that Max song that I sang to the parents who told me that their kid Max had died. Um, the videos on my Instagram and my TikTok, um, yeah, it kind of went viral. And NPR hit me up and said, we want to do a story on this. And they focused it on the parents losing their son from a drug overdose at 25. And then how they deal with people asking if they have kids or not, how they answer that question and how some people are super cool and comfy and some people get weird and then they don't want to bring it up again. And hearing it from their side, I had no clue this was going on. No, no uh, idea of their backstory. And then this night, they're in the front row and hearing them discuss like, I'm asking if they have kids and they're like, what do we do? And he said, yes. And then I ask him, how old are they? And he starts thinking about his dead son and then his current, I think, daughter and trying to do the math. And he took too long. So I jumped on him. I was like, you don't know how old your kids are. Let's go to mom. And then mom's like, I'm sorry to tell you one of our, um, one of our kids is dead. And then if you see on the video, it's on my YouTube. I posted, there's a long version, a short version. And then I just posted kind of a truncated version of the NPR story with the footage from that night. And then we ended up singing a celebratory, you know, give it up for Max right now. And it was really sweet, man. And I feel fortunate that I've gotten to a place to where that type of moment doesn't throw me off. And I I just kind of trust myself to handle it. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was awkward for a minute. I wasn't totally phased, but it was like nothing about that moment that I think I was going to be given that info that yeah, we have two kids and one of them's dead. Like, And there's a myriad of ways you could handle that. Okay, moving on. Thanks for bringing the energy. Whatever you want to say. you know, And just move on from it. But I embraced it and tried to see where I could go. And I think I trust myself at this point on stage to be able to handle most stuff. You know, There's definitely been some challenges. But I feel real... If I got all my wits about me, I feel pretty, pretty confident to be able to handle most uh, scenarios. But uh, that's on my YouTube channel. Um, 
Just type in uh, Adam Ray, This American Life. But uh, thanks to Chris and uh, Ira Glass for doing that story. It's really beautiful. Um, and just, again, the power of comedy, man. You know, what a what an amazing thing for those parents to kind of experience. Um, and I can't imagine losing a kid, uh, especially at that age, when you're just the parents and are in a place in their life to be able to enjoy now you've raised your kid to be able to hang out with them as an adult. And then, and then now they're, you can't do that. I just, that's wild. I don't have kids. I have a dog named pickles and happy to announce my wife and I are getting another dog. That's right. Pickles is going to have a sister. It's about time. She gets here in two weeks and I'm fucking fired up, man. Uh, names we considered. It's going to be another Cavapoo like pickles. Um, we'll put up a picture of Pickles right here so you can see Pickles. It'll be another Cavapoo, um, Pickles' sister, younger sister. Pickles is four. We decided uh, on a name, but we went through names like Olive, Daisy, Rosie, Queef, Mac, uh, Biff, Charlene, Table, Clit, Shaft, uh, Rain, Taint, Fun, Bite, Lip, Cock, Dave, and we, uh, <laughs> we settled on Bagel. Bagel is going to be the name of our new dog. So we're going to have Pickles and Bagel. People are going to be like, are you running a Jewish deli out of your, out of your place? Yes, we are. Um, and our dogs work the counter. Um, can't wait. Bagel's a, a fun name. Rolls off the tongue. Pickles, we wanted a name that makes you feel good. And like I said in my uh, Adam Ray Live from Portland special, people with, uh, which by the way, check that out. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, we'll put up a little shot of it right there. People with human dog names crack me up. My buddy Bob Stelton's dog's name is Frank. And he's like, Frank, Frank, get back here, Frank. I'm like, dude, you must know another Frank. And you're taking out your rage on your dog name, Frank. And fucking, it's not cool. You know, human names on animals. It's just weird. I don't think any animated animal movie has human. Like they're all fun. You know, I don't know. It's just weird. Now, on the flip side, do humans have dog names? There's no like, hey, what's up? My name's Fido. You're like, huh? Do you work at a dispensary? How'd you know? I don't know, man. You, smell, you reek of weed, and you're wearing a don't worry, be nappy hoodie. People that work at weed dispensaries look like they should be working at dispensaries. And I love that. This is not throwing shade or judgment. I love that. But I've never walked into a weed dispensary and been like, what are you doing here, man? What are you doing here, man? You got your whole life ahead of you. No, it's always like, yep. Yep. It's always some kid named like Tanner or, or you know, Drayden or Bovid. He's like, call me Bovid, man. My name's Bovid. It's a combination of Bobby and David, but you can call me the wizard. Like, I'm not going to call you any of those, dude. Just push me off. Push me over some sativa blunts. Oh, I could get you some sativa blunts. Or how about an 800 milligram blueberry muffin? Hey, man, I'm trying to sleep on the couch, not feel like it's fucking eating me. I did get a little stony baloney last night. Felt good. Took one puff before my show at the Improv, the last show of the night. Nice. Just enough to give me a little boost, a little juice, and not fuck with my uh, decision-making. Because being high on stage, dude, I've done it a handful of times. The first time I did it was, man, I was just like, I was so high. I just, I kept forgetting things and pausing like 90 seconds in between jokes. Finally, it was at the HaHa, ha, the original HaHa ha in North Hollywood. Some guy goes, are you fucking high? And I go, yeah, I'm high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm high. So that was bad news, Bears. 
All right, we're going to close this uh, episode out. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys had a good one. Comment below if you're enjoying the solo episodes. Got guests coming up, but I'm really, again, leaning into this and trying to get this going. And uh, and let me know if you guys enjoy the solo apps um, versus the guest apps. Topical jokes, I wrote down. A lot of wild stuff happened in the last few weeks. Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blow Shit. Uh, blow Shit. <laughs> Hootie and the Blow Shit. He got arrested for d- drugs. I think just weed and mushrooms, by the way. Who gives a fuck? But I wrote, uh, he got arrested for hooting a blowfish. I don't know. Um, oh, did you know this? There's OnlyFans models. So I've talked about before. Stephanie Maddow from 90 Day Fiance was farting in jars and selling them online, making 50 to 60 grand a month selling jarred farts. Now OnlyFans models, aside from selling skin and pics and feet and butts and eyes and whatever they're selling, and again, no judgment, because there's a market for everybody. There will never be a shortage of guys that are like, I like your feet. Can I get a picture of you trying to suck your own feet? I like your belly button. You mind filling it up with cream cheese and sending me a photograph? I'll give you $600. There'll never be a shortage of those guys. So, knowing that, OnlyFans models are stepping the game up. A couple gals are now getting into the bathtub, filling it with Captain Crunch, Fucking Fruity Pebbles, you name it. Milk and cereal in the tub, sloshing around and then selling the uh, milk bath water to psychos across the nation. So I wrote that down and then I wrote a joke. I go, Tony the Tiger got wind of the story and said, Oh, fuck. (laughs) They're not great anymore. All right. I think we did it. Hope you guys had a, uh, a fun time watching, listening. We'll be back next Monday with more About Last Night podcast. I'm sure I'll have uh, Vegas stories and, uh, and updates on Dr. Phil Live guests at the Comedy Store. Again, come out and see me on the road. Uh, Houston, I'll see you this week. I cannot wait. Riot Comedy Club. First time there, Friday and Saturday. Two shows Friday, three Saturday. Um, oh, I'm also performing, performing, presenting this week in Seattle at the Seattle Sports Awards. It's like the Oscars for uh, Seattle sports. They give away like coach of the year, athlete of the year. It's a big deal. Everybody goes. I'm presenting, I think, coach of the year. So um, we'll see how that goes. You know, it's never like a great comedy crowd. Athletes uh, historically don't take themselves, uh, they they take themselves too seriously. It's tough to kind of get in comedy. But if I'm there and they announce me as a comedian, I got to fucking take the opportunity to, to throw some darts. So I'll let you know how that goes. Hopefully I don't get bombed and fucking banned from all the Seattle sporting events, but uh, I think it'll go okay. I'm partnered with a gal named Shelly who does a lot of warm-up for Seattle Storm games, and uh, she's got good energy, so I think between us we should be able to set the tone and and get some appropriate zingers in there. But who knows? It could also go horribly, and I might have to move to Idaho and open a bookstore slash brothel, which doesn't sound too bad. If you are going to move somewhere, Idaho is gorgeous. I don't know if running a brothel is the move, just because, not because of the economy, but... I don't think it's, I don't know. I think it's more upkeep than you realize. You got to, first of all, you got to wash the sheets every hour. I don't even think you own pillows. If people are renting a brothel to bang it out, you just put a fucking mattress on the ground and you go, dude, you're in a brothel. You expect an actual bed situation? You're lucky I even let you in here. You're not even wearing clothes. 
Good night, everybody. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next Monday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.